the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. <laughs> hey, good afternoon and greetings to you. Happy to be along here today. Always, uh, you know, long radio presents its own technological challenges. And especially, I think, whenever you, uh, you broadcast from home, which we are still actually doing. Yeah. Kathy, good to see you. How are things? Thank you. Thank you. Things are just fine yes. here today, John. Yeah, uh, very good. yeah, happy to be looking forward. You know what the thing about today is, you know, it's May Come the 4th be with you. You know, it's like Star Wars Day yeah, and good. everything. May the 4th. Yeah, it says May the 4th, you know, blah, 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 blah. Cheers to you. Um, and the sad thing is, you know, like I was talking to Gary earlier in the yep. day, may the 4th be with you. Neither he nor I really care about uh, Star Wars. And no. uh, there's really no, no, and there's really nothing else going on today. Gary, isn't that sad? It's just like, you know, it's just a dull, it's just one no, dull day. I can't think of anything. I can't think okay, of anything. No. Oh, oh, no, wait. Well, wait. Mate. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of one thing, Gary. What? What's that? <laughs> it's John Hall's birthday. Yeah. Oh, how about that? Oh, that beautiful. You guys are so kind. Thank you. Okay, let's... Wait, it's like I'm a cheat cheese. Get right? it. How's your guess? But don't I have something with onions in it? Isn't there a problem now? Right? I don't feel so good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy a chimichanga on us. (laughs) You know, there used to be a Chi-Chi's at uh, 7 Parkway Center. Listen. Not too far from the studios. When I was in college. Yeah. If I ever went to the Chi-Chi's at 7 Parkway Center, I thought that I was like super cosmopolitan. I I agree. (laughs) Listen, when I first started working there, management would take us there all the time. I mean, oh, man. Things have changed. You like a chimichanga and a guy singing to you in a large sombrero. I mean, yes. that's and what and the fried ice cream. Uh, uh, the height of internationalism was right there. Happy birthday, happens. John! Thank you, thank you so much. Very happy to be celebrating this. With- well, I always like my birthday. You know, All I'm never children. shy about that. So, no, of course not. Uh, May the fourth be with me and for you as well. If you have the force with you, very very exciting. Let me just ask you um, if you've been feted since uh, you awoke. I have, yeah, continuously. As a matter of fact, my wife she is not shy about it. Outstanding. And uh, she (laughs) she marshals the kids and the neighbors and the the extended family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very very good. Terrific. Mm -hmm. Now let me um, ask you, looking forward, if there's a special dinner planned in honor of you. Well, I get to choose. Right. I mean, you get to choose. Right. right? As a kid, I told you as a kid growing up, I thought the height of internationalism was to have my mom make (laughs) LeChoy chop suey. (laughs) I mean, that in Swissvale, that was big time. That is so awesome. I'm carrying along in that same vein. I'm carrying along in the same vein. Wow. So what are you going to do tonight? You're going to do like a TV dinner or you're going to do a Ortega? A Salisbury steak with extra gravy. It has that little pudding in the center. I like yeah. it. <laughs> no, my choice tonight, I'm doing Thai takeout. 
Oh, terrific. Yeah. From so, where? You know, a little place down here and not too far from us, a mile or so. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, great. Maybe you it. can have a ghost pepper and celebrate. I don't think so. Because I'll tell you, that doesn't anyway, make sense. Thank you for your kindness. Happy birthday to moi. Mm-hmm. Nice. Happy birthday to you. Yes. Well, uh, enough of that. As we always do, we get underway with the news stories of the day. And Kath, won't you please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, John Hall's birthday. Thank you. Number one. Pennsylvania plans to lift its COVID-19 mitigation orders on Memorial Day. How about that? And the governor said the state's masking order will be dropped once 70% of Pennsylvanians 18 and older are fully vaccinated. According to the TRIB, mitigation measures that remain in effect until Memorial Day include capacity limits on restaurants, theaters, indoor and outdoor event spaces, and other businesses. As of today, John, about 32.4% of Pennsylvania residents are fully vaccinated. About 50% are partially vaccinated. That's according to data from the health department. So that's 70%. That should happen in about 2099. (laughs) You know, by Christmas. So we're all looking forward to that. Everyone, my veil will be like this little lace shroud, just be kind of like falling off. Exactly. We all won't recognize each other. It'll be terrible. Number two. USA Today is reporting that 80%, 80 of the money raised to cover medical costs for members of the Proud Boys who were stabbed during violent clashes in Washington, D.C. in December was donated by Asian Americans and Chinese nationals. Apparently, the Proud Boys enjoy significant support from a slice of the Chinese-American community and the broader Chinese diaspora. USA Today goes on to say that some Chinese-Americans believe that America is under attack from communism, and they believe the Proud Boys are on the vanguard of protecting the country from a communist army controlled by Antifa. Quote, you have to understand how we feel. We came from communist China and we managed to come here and we appreciated here so much, said Rebecca Kwan, who sent the Proud Boys $500 on Christmas Day. The Proud Boys were for Trump, she says, and they're fighting Antifa. And can you see anything good that Antifa did except destroy department stores and small businesses? Fascinating. Okay, so Andy Ngo, uh, who we follow closely on Twitter, he does a really fine job of looking at what happens with Antifa across the country. And tomorrow, a regular guest on our show, Pastor Eugene Park joins us. Uh, Let's have that conversation. I think I'll bring it up. Very good. See what he has to say. Number three, the son of Holocaust survivors will help rebuild the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill. The congregation's board of trustees announced today two and a half years after the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in our country. The TRIV reports that Daniel Libeskind was selected unanimously by the Board of Trustees to act as lead architect in the rebuilding process. Libeskind, age 74, was born in Poland and moved to New York with his family as a teenager. He has designed the Jewish Museum in Berlin and was central to the rebuilding of the 9-11 site in New York City. That is a very nice resume. Both of Libeskind's parents are Holocaust survivors. You know, I drive by that that neighborhood. I drive by the Tree of Life several times a week. Yeah. gotten used to the fencing and the murals that are there yep and number four truly upsetting news yeah i know the pirates had a no hitter last night going into the seventh and then they blew it and lost the game and then of course the pens looked terrible terrible in philadelphia and lost big to the flyers but listen i'm talking about alejandro villanueva former Steeler offensive lineman former army ranger former graduate from west point who started each of the Steelers' past 90 regular season games and seven playoff games since he took over as starter in the early 2015 season. He signed a two-year contract with the Baltimore Ravens. 
Ouchie. Huh? Listen, that's tough to take. That's really rough. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame him. It's $8 million guaranteed with up to $14 million in total compensation over two years. Hey. That's your top four at four, people. That's the hard economics of sports. Oh, not, the right? Ravens. Because you start oh. to love, you know, you love guys. You've got a relationship, whether they know it yes. or not. You know, that's my guy. That's my guy. No, it's not my guy. It's somebody else's guy now. I'm super sad to see him go. Yeah, me too. I loved him. All right, Tay. That's well, all I got, John. Lot. All right, that's a lot, Kath. I believe me, it is. I think that is a lot. Listen, so the, let me go back. The tree of life. Yeah. This is a major step forward. Now, like I said, you know, I've gotten used to seeing the, you know, the construction, the just the, the fencing around it. It's a heartbreak. Right. So for them to make small plans, and this is a big step forward, you know, in the one little chink of one small step here. To have an architect and a design group come on to look at that, the conversation, yep. it's still going to be a few years easily. Yeah, but, but someone, and especially someone of such prestige. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good news. Yeah, so, it is. I agree. Yeah. The Tree of Life uh, Synagogue in Squirrel Hill. Okay, let us take a quick break. Come back. We do go come back. We're going to go to the UK. Sheridan Voise is with us. We are ready for a new adventure. Sheridan is always a great encourager. Make sure it has these four things. That's next. The Ride Home of Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. The Ride Home, John and Kathy. Here with it. 101.5 WORD. It is not wrong to feel depressed sometimes. But when it becomes wrong is when you live in discouragement for too long. Dr. Michael Youssef. It becomes wrong when you get to enjoy discouragement. It becomes wrong when you continuously keep on wearing the garment of discouragement. That's when it is wrong. Make sure to tune in this week to Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, this is John Hall with Word FM. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, majority religions, poverty, and remoteness. They've never been able to read 1 Peter 5-7. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Being able to read that precious promise of God during the pandemic means everything to you and me. And now it will mean so much to these Bibleist Christians in Africa when you respond. $5 sends a Bible. $100 sends 20 $500 sends 100 Help us meet our goal with Bible League by sending 5,000 Bibles to Africa. Call 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or click the Open the Floodgates banner at wordfm.com. Thank you for caring. 1-800-YES-WORD. Please call us now. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. There was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. 
Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon is teaching kids the way they are wired to learn. Kids love Jubilee because their award-winning integrated curriculum offers lots of hands-on learning. Parents love Jubilee for the opportunities to be involved and the open communication they have with teachers. Tour the school each Monday through May 24th and find out all there is to love about Jubilee Christian School. Now enrolling K-6 through grade. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. Visit jubileecs.org slash visit slash tours. process thereof, right? Here in the United States and, of course, around the world, there are still hotspots. Of course, uh, India, you could say that, and uh, see the despair and the heartbreak of what's Uh. happening with COVID in India. But in many places, things are looking up. So as things are looking up, I think all of us are ready for something new, right? A new adventure. Well, Sheridan Voise is back with us. Sheridan's a regular guest on our show to hear to talk to us about that. A writer, a speaker, a broadcaster with a keen interest in what makes life deeply worthwhile. He uh, really just is a wonderful writer as well. SheridanVoise.com. And Sheridan, welcome back. Ready for your new adventure in this new month of May. <laughs> Indeed, John. Hi, Kathy. Good to be with you again. Yeah, you. good to see you, Sheridan. So we were talking before we went um, back to air that things are looking good virus-wise in the UK. I mean, we're all so grateful. Things are looking good here in Pennsylvania as well. But Sheridan, for people that listen to the program every month and hear your updates, you know, why don't you give us a short one? Yeah, you know, and I was just wrestling with the news because we have got some wonderful news in the sense that I think yesterday we had one death from COVID and today we've had four deaths from COVID. In the UK? Um, in the UK, which is just wonderful. And, you know, we were at 3,000 deaths a day for a while there in January. And so that's wonderful. At the same time, you kind of pull yourself back and say, hang on a sec, that family yesterday have lost somebody very special. Those four families today have lost somebody very special. So we're glad that the numbers are coming coming down. But yeah. gosh, we can't wait until it's zero, can we? Remember yeah. that. All right, Sheridan. Uh, but you're talking about adventure to us today. I'm sure like everybody, you get a little antsy. So as you're ready for a new adventure, we turn the page, uh, set the stage for us. What are those things that uh, we're looking forward to to get ready? You know what? I got thinking about this because, yes, as we talked about uh, the last few times that I've joined you each month, you know, we've been in heavy lockdown here in the United Kingdom. We're just lifting out of it now. Um, I'm feeling I live in Oxford. I live in this wonderful city, amazing architecture, one of the oldest, maybe the oldest university in the world. We're talking about thousand-year-old buildings just down the road from me. And yet I am so dying to leave Oxford because <laughs> it is feeling so claustrophobic because we haven't been able to get out anywhere. And I was going for a walk and just, just near the park, actually, where we, we live, I found this hidden playground. Some family or families had gone and turned our lockdown, our recent recent lockdown, into a little adventure. You should see what I found here. So you walk in, it was kind of secluded in these trees, and you walk in and they had turned this place into this playground with uh, there were kind of ladders going up the tree to little lookouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were... Uh, there were um, swings made from uh, from rope, and you know those kind of cargo. You know the the big um, oil. Actually, it's not the oil for for the the, the wire. The, you kind of the big. What, what do you call them? The the big kind of barrels, the wooden barrels, oh, yeah. the, the kind yeah. of industrial wire. Yeah, you, right, the spools. 
Yeah, the spools. Yeah, they kind of turned those into uh, into swings, and they'd oh. kind of done homemade cargo nets, and and even the best thing was the suspension bridge between the two trees. All of that was fantastic. They turned it into an adventure. Around the same time, I found myself picking up a book in a secondhand bookstore. Uh, actually, some months ago, but then I was reading it. It was a book by the Swiss psychiatrist Paul, Torn- Paul Tournier called uh, The Adventure of Living. And it just brought these two things together because Tournier talks about four qualities of an adventure. And I had seen that kind of worked out in this wonderful work of art that these mm. people had done for all of us. So that's what got me thinking about adventure wow. and I'm ready for one. Okay, great. So, so four qualities. Can you share yeah. them with us? Okay, so so this is how we determine whether down. whether whether we've been on one A and B. Uh, if we do go on one, when we know we've arrived. Yeah, indeed. If you want to have a new adventure, Tonya says, look, the the adventure should have these four qualities. Write them down, folks, because these are inspiring me. Number one, it should be personal. So it should express our individuality. And Tonya was a wonderful Christian. Uh, psychiatrist. He was integrating theology and psychiatric uh, insights. And he was saying, look, this goes back to us being made in the image of God. And what God does is he reflects his very own personality in the things that he makes, the creation, the beauty, the goodness that's all around us. Romans one twenty, or the, you know, the wonders of God's uh, handiwork are actually a reflection of his divine nature and power. So he says, look, that should be part of it. Make it yours. Make it personal. Make it individual. Secondly, it should be innovative. So it should bring something fresh into the world. And then he again goes back to God's nature being somebody. Well, he didn't just create one dog. He actually made a variety of breeds of dog. We we have multiple, maybe hundreds of different forms of beetles and butterflies. And so we want to bring something fresh and new uh, that reflects the very generativity of God. Thirdly, it should be purposeful. And there's a kind of a part two to this, is that our adventures should have some sort of goal to them, but actually that goal should be ultimately love. The best adventures are not just for our benefit, they're actually for the benefit of others. They're done in love of God and in love of neighbor. And then fourthly, and here's the key one, this is the one we might kind of step back from. He says it should involve risk. If there is no sense, there's no possibility that you're not going to fail. Is it really an adventure in the first place? So those are the four points that he suggests. Okay, so Sheridan, there you are walking in your neighborhood, desperate to get out of Oxford, and you see this little secret hidden garden. Now, clearly, the adults behind that had an adventure, and it sounds as though their, their kids were in the center of this. All these four points about something personal, something that's innovative, something that has love as its motivation, and the risk of it all, right? I mean, for a family to get together, and I would imagine a lot of families don't necessarily have all those skills, there's a, a risk in, you know, sort of building something that's engineering what? Dangerous <laughs> yes. in a way. Very much so. And, you know, these were largely recycled pieces of wood. Um, I think the only thing that they probably have bought were the screws and the nails. Um, The rest uh, was maybe a little bit of uh, string and some rope. The rest they had found someplace, in in particular those spools for for the wire. They'd really done some wonderful things just with that. And also those kind of cargo crates. They'd kind of ripped those up and used those for ladders and all sorts of things. So 
it was personal. It reflected something. You could tell that it, it, had, it, had, it had come from them. It was innovative. It brought something new there that wasn't there before. It was purposeful. I like the fact that it was motivated by love. They didn't kind of board this up and put a door on it and a lock. We could all walk in there and enjoy it. And uh, I think there was some real risk in there. It could really <laughs> put it this way. I'm not going to climb up one of those ladders because right. it may not hold right. my weight. <laughs> right. I love that. Okay, Sheridan Boise is with us from the UK. He's a writer, speaker, broadcaster. He's written seven books. He's a presenter of Pause for Thought on BBC Radio 2's Zoe Ball Breakfast Show, which is heard by only 9 million people daily. Um, just a little parenthetical statement I thought only. I'd throw in. All right, so if we're talking about an adventure, some people are feeling like, let's go. I want to get on an airplane. I want to go to another country, or I want to go to the other side of this country or wherever it is. And some people are thinking, if if I went back to church, that would be an adventure for me. Right. You know, I re resonate with that because Marin, my wife and I, went back to church physically for the first time just a couple of Sundays ago. Did you? What yeah. was that like? You know what? It was overwhelming. There was there was almost a sense of tears, you know. I'm I'm an Australian-made male, so you know, tears are not something that readily comes to. But it felt like that, because suddenly these people that had just existed in two dimensions on a you know on a computer screen for the last, well, quite literally twelve months, uh, suddenly had three dimensions to them. They were flesh and blood again, and you know we were in the same room and we could talk. We couldn't talk for too long because, again, the rules, we had to kind of move out fairly quickly, get outside. Uh, but actually, we ended up taking some singing from the church actually outside because we could only hum inside the church. And so when we mm -hmm. went outside, everybody was able to kind of spread out in the car park and everybody was able to sing. So it was a really kind of a beautiful time. And you're absolutely right. I would hate for people to listen to what we're saying and say that somehow that travel has got to be the fulfillment of this. No. Um, the adventure could be putting some attention into a marriage that perhaps has started to grow a little bit distant, and that becomes the adventure because I tell you what, that's going to have some risk involved in it, and that's going to have to be motivated by love, and that's going to be personal, and maybe there's going to be some innovation there as we start to kind of think about some new fresh things that we can do together, kind of get to know each other again. It might be um, new forms of prayer that we want to explore. That's going to be an adventure for us. Um, it might be a new mission in church. It might be uh, new forms of discipleship. It might be starting a new business. Um, it could just be, as I heard somebody say to me yesterday, that they had gone and started hand-painting cards and sending them off to their friends and mm. family and their loved ones. Oh, it nice. was personal because it was their own painting that was on the card. It was innovative. It was fresh. It was motivated by love. Um, so let's not think that it's got to be travel related as much as I'm keen to leave Oxford. It can be all of those things. It can be something so small. It can be getting back to church because that's the big kind of barrier that you need to face. So I think what I, I've been hearing is that there's a measure for all of us, Sheridan, of boldness, right? That we've been so constricted. A lot of people have been constricted. Now I know, you know, um, you know, some people say, well, I just live my life. I just went about 
But the fact of the matter is there has been this sort of That's rolling up of the carpets people. and, you know, and a psychological shutdown for a lot of people. So there has to be an equal reaction to that of boldness and an explosion. And the adventure is a part of it. So whether it is a grand sweep or a small gesture, right, uh, we're going to see art, theology, knowledge, uh, all these different things. There, I believe there will be a flourishing here in the next however many years, five years, 10 years, that we'll attribute back to this weird time that we're just hopefully coming out of. Right, right. How many new books will be written uh, during this time? Um, how many new possibilities have been seen? Because we've actually seen, well, what, what happens when the world shuts down? Well, actually, there's some environmental impacts that are actually positive. And all of that's going to get us thinking into new kind of new ways. I've just written down your phrase, actually, John, grand sweep and small gesture. Mm. Between the two of those, the big things that might come as a result of this, the small things, but I think you're right that uh, boldness is going to be a part of it. The fact is all of this goes back to the nature of God. We have been made to be movers, to be people who create in his image. We are be to be people who are adventurous in the best sense of the word, going out, forging new paths, starting new things. It might be big, big and grand, it might be small, but uh, that's part of who we are. And I think... Now it's time to kind of go back and um, rediscover that aspect of being made in the image of God. Sheridan Boise with us live from the UK. Just a couple of minutes left, Sheridan. Um, I don't know if you realize that I had invited you here to John Hall's birthday party. Today's my birthday, Sheridan. <laughs> oh, John. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. I didn't know I missed the invitation and a very happy birthday to you, my friend. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm you know, I, I might not surprise you, Sheridan. I didn't send out invitations. <laughs> good. Good. I'm looking yes. through my yeah, inbox. Thinking, saying, How did I miss my it? DM from Kathy about well, the next year's party. part of your grand adventure? Come to Pittsburgh and we'll share a piece of birthday cake. Or Sheridan. it might be more fun hey. for us just to go to Oxford. Oh, that'd be fine as well. Uh, Come on. You know, by then, I will be well and truly over this desire that I have to leave the place. So I will <laughs> oh, that's welcome good. you in. That's we will good. do the show live from here. In fact, live from maybe this little room. We'll squeeze that's in. Terrific. It's wonderful. And then we'll, we'll go and we'll take you to all the places that you've seen on the TV, uh, some of the murder capitals of the world. That, now it's wonderful. Now we'll endeavor be filming because I'd really particularly like to see that while I'm there. You know what? I have walked around in, I've been in town and there I have stumbled twice now onto the filming of uh, Lewis and Endeavor. So cool. it could well happen when you're here. People. Very nice. I can only dream. Sheridan Boise, ready for a new adventure? Make sure it has these four things. Friend, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week, God willing. Next Looking month. To it. Yeah. Very nice. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Harry Reid, who was uh, in a power position in the government for 30 years, has something to say about UFOs and uncovering a new era of government transparency. Next. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Light of Life's former CEO Craig Schweiger's career has always revolved around home. From Federated Mortgage in Pittsburgh providing mortgages for satisfied homeowners to bringing a new home for our city's homeless, Craig is now providing free education to seniors about reverse mortgages. Listen to Craig's show, Home is Where the Heart Is, where mortgage meets ministry. Saturday, Craig welcomes Philip Spina, who's leading Light of Life's capital campaign. And you'll receive real facts about Reverse Mortgages for Seniors. Home is where the heart is. Saturday mornings at 7 on 101.5 FM WORD. 
This is Kenny Woods with Word FM. Here's Michael with Bible League. You know, it was 110 degrees in Ethiopia, Africa. Hundreds had gathered for Sunday worship outdoors, and I learned that some had walked an hour or more just to be there. Afterwards, I met Cademan, hunched over a table and frantically copying scriptures from an Amharic language Bible to a lined piece of paper. Then his face turned sad as he closed the Bible and handed it back to its rightful owner. Only a few in that church to have a Bible. You see, Cademan loves the Lord, leads his family, is faithful at worship, but he's never read a single verse in his own Bible because he does not own one. While we in America can open our Bibles every day, nine of ten Christians in parts of Africa are denied God's Word. Thank you, Michael. Will you make your most generous gift and help us send God's Word to 5,000 Bibleless believers in Africa? $5 sends a Bible. $50 sends 10. Call 800 Yes Word. 800 Y E S W O R D. Or give at wordfm.com. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. It'll be cloudy tonight with rain at times, along with a thunderstorm. We'll see a nighttime low of 52. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in the morning with a brief shower or two. Then we'll see clouds and some sunshine in the afternoon. It'll be breezy and much cooler with a high of 55. Thursday will be cool with sunshine, followed by increasing clouds. Expect a high Thursday of 59. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Glad you're with us. Kathy Emmons along on the ride home today. John's having a little trouble with his audio from his home studio. So we'll uh, hope that he's able to fix that technology soon. But in the interim, check out this story. This is from today's New York Post. Um, you remember former Nevada Senator Harry Reid, right? I mean, he was involved in Washington politics for, I don't know, three, four decades. Anyway, Harry Reid believes that U.S. defense contractor Lockheed Martin may have something that he wants to see. In fact, he's certain that Lockheed Martin has something that he wants to see, but you're never going to guess what it is. He says it's fragments of a crashed UFO. Okay. Right. Now, Harry Reid is 81 years old. He told the New Yorker originally that he had never actually seen proof of the remnants, but he tried unsuccessfully to get approval from the Pentagon to find them. This is what he says. He says, quote, I was told for decades that Lockheed had some of these retrieved materials. And I tried to get, as I recall, classified approval by the Pentagon to have me go look at the stuff. But 
Harry reads multiple decades of uh, leadership in Nevada and the United States. It didn't count for squat because the Pentagon was like, absolutely not. Harry Reid went on to say, I don't know what all the numbers were, what kind of classification it was, but they would not give it to me. His comments were part of an in-depth New Yorker story on U.S. government investigations into unidentified aerial phenomena. It's not UFO, it's UAP. Now, earlier, the New York Post revealed that an ex-Pentagon official who says he ran the program probing UAPs believes the feds have been covering up their existence. Now, I listen, I, I read I like this, this and I think, get no, you th- out of you, here. Do you do, really? No, this has got like X-Files written all over it. I love this stuff. I mean, I love it, too, when it's the X-Files, but I just I can't buy I can't buy that anybody can keep a secret like that. I don't know. I mean, Harry Reid's, you know, historically one of the most powerful men in Washington, D.C. I know. Okay, so let me go on with this. Okay, so remember that whistleblower, Luis Elizondo, remember Uh, he we heard from him. I don't know. That was before COVID. That's how I look at everything in history now. Was it before COVID or was it after okay, COVID? Right. That was before COVID. Anyway. ACBC. Um, right. He said he hasn't been able to get the Defense Department to act on what he described as a serious national security risk. Elizondo, the former head of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, the AATIP, spoke out ahead of a bombshell government report on UFOs that is set to be released before the end of June. He said that the highly anticipated report will address what UFO believers have been clamoring to discover about tic-tac-shaped objects the Navy saw in 04. Not only that, but the strange cubes within spheres seen by naval aviators in 2014 and mysterious black triangles reported around the world. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. So, they're ready to speak out, it looks like, right? I, I like this. Okay, so Harry Reid is is like there. I don't know if they're friends. Okay, so Harry Reid took – apparently he wants to credit for arranging the $22 million that went to fund AATIP. He's consistently offended, defended Elizondo, even as the whistleblower took heat for encouraging exploration of UFOs. This is what Harry Reid says. Mr. Elizondo has spent his career working tirelessly in the shadows on sensitive national security matters, including – investigating UAPs as the head of the AATIP and performed these duties admirably. So these two guys are in this thickest thieves. And I think it's just like a ploy to like gin up public interest. We have a good friend who's a very strong believer. He says in no way does he believe that God created any other people other than us here on earth. Yes. Do you believe that friend? You believe well, I same? don't know, because that friend of ours knows so much more than I do about most things that I don't argue with him. All right. I guess. Well, well what do you point. think? Well, I don't know either, but I just see, you know, it's a vast, vast, vast universe out there. I mean, how could there not? I just think, okay, how but, could there okay, not okay, be? Our God is a thing. God of creation. All so right, okay. Okay. But that's flourishes. two different questions. That's two different questions. The one question is, do you think that there's other life out there, which is what you're answering. But the second question is, if there was, and if the government knew something about it, I just cannot buy the fact that that's been able to be kept secret since O2. I get that. Of course. Right. Get yeah. It's like the JFK thing, right? You know, like the no Cubans, way. you know, the CIA. Who, yeah. People talk. It's just how it is. People just talk. I don't know. I am kind of excited for June to come, though. Right. Me too. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Pastor Tony Turner is with us. Friendliness. She's asking the question, 
Are Christians friendly? It's next. WORD. I'm Kenny Woods from Word FM, along with John Hall and Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, poverty, and remoteness. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD to send Bibles today or go to wordfm.com slash Bibles to give online. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan. And unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg, see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm listener 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We are limiting the number of people in the office. It's patients and staff members only. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry begins with safety. We look a little different. We have more gear on, hand sanitizing stations throughout the office, frequently disinfecting all common areas. We're even using a UV light. All of these precautions are put into place for our patient's safety and our team members' safety. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon is teaching kids the way they are wired to learn. Kids love Jubilee because their award-winning integrated curriculum offers lots of hands-on learning. Parents love Jubilee for the opportunities to be involved and the open communication they have with teachers. Tour the school each Monday through May 24th and find out all there is to love about Jubilee Christian School. Now enrolling K-6 through grade. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. Visit jubileecs.org slash visit slash tours. Pastor and counselor Tony Turner is back with us. Tony's a, a guest on our show, and she always opines about any number of things about the body of Christ. And uh, today, Tony, uh, you want to talk about friendliness, and specifically, are Christians friendly? Welcome, Tony. Hi, thank you for having me again. Yeah. All right. So, Tony, are Christians friendly? Sometimes. Sometimes and sometimes not so much. It's, you know, it's... One of those things you don't know uh, how it's going to come, but um, 
Yeah, you know, I visit different churches uh, at least once a month. I try to, you know, just kind of cross-pollinate because yeah. I feel that uh, that's one way of just, you know, spreading the word uh, that we need to be united. It would be really mm-hmm. wonderful if we could be the Church of Pittsburgh, many buildings, one body. Yeah. So you just show up, Tony. You go, this week I'm going to go visit here, and there you are, a stranger in a strange sanctuary. Uh, you must get quite a sample. I do. I do. In some places I actually go back to again because, uh, you know, yeah, just to go in one time, you know, that people want to know, well, what are you there for? Or, you know, I'm there to worship, there. basically. <laughs> what are you there but, for? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Hey, what well, are you doing here, lady? Actually, yeah, there was uh, one of the pastors, uh, African-American pastor, who said she visited a church in her, her neighborhood uh, one Sunday when she had off. And um, she said the stairs that she got, you know, um, were, you know, kind of uh, off-putting. But really? she said there was someone in her in her apartment building who said that, you know, even the question was like, they wanted to know what she was there for. I'm like, why would you go to church, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you go to the giant eagle for food. You go to right. church for God, worship, the presence yeah. of God. Yeah, worship. Yeah, and uh, in, in a community kind of atmosphere. So there are some churches that that I've gone to. People have been absolutely amazing. You know, in terms of wel- welcoming you, knowing that you are, you know, you you're not part of their their body, and that you're you're visiting, and they treat you like you know a welcome guest. And um, uh, there are some churches that are really amazing at that. And I've also been to some churches that uh, were pretty cool. They don't necessarily want to make eye contact almost. Now, I'm one who I will speak in a supermarket. If you make eye contact with me, you're mine. You know, that's just just kind of the way I am. So I speak even if you don't speak back. But if you look at me, I'm going to speak that because that's the way I was raised. And I think that's part of, you know, my point is, you know, how are we being raised in the church culture? You know, is mm-hmm. are we making it welcome for those that are not necessarily part of the church community? Or do they have a reason to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, I had you know, one. And, and, t- and Tony, that's harder since COVID started because, you know, the mask gets in the way. The mask is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, the mask is weird. It's hard to hear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, there's a, when there's uh, if you're in a, like a place that has a lot of voices in it, like a grocery store and someone's trying to say something to you behind a mask and you're behind a mask. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I'm like, I can't even go with you. I don't even know what you're saying. Um, so that makes it hard. And plus there's like the visual barrier where you can't tell if somebody's smiling or you can't, you know what I mean? You, you just lose all like 50% of the nonverbals. Well, I think I think I told you before. Um, I'm very intentional, so there might be some time when I'm in an aisle, and maybe I have passed somebody a couple of times, you know, uh, going through the aisles, and they look a little bit grumpy, and I will say to them, "I know I'll get you know as close as I can. I know you're smiling behind that mask," and inevitably, what they do is smile or laugh. Or something, you know. So sometimes it's just about brightening somebody's day like that, you know. 
Um, there are some times when uh, people don't speak back, and, uh, and and that's even before COVID. You know, sure. um, I mean, you, you know, know. I, I get the whole mask thing, but you know, there are things that we can do that uh, make contact with people. Um, and, and, but especially when they come to church, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's, it's very sad when you, the scripture is real clear on how the Lord wants us to be friendly, wants us to, you know, show love and not necessarily that you have to kiss everybody on the mouth, but you need, <laughs> you need to at least, you know, uh, show yourself to be friendly and, yeah. um, make them want to come back. I just went to a church uh, two weeks ago that um, is, is kind of near me. And uh, so I I dropped in and I put my stuff down on my seat and I went and I spoke to a couple people before service. And um, so one of the people actually asked me for my number and she called me later and she told me that she had been out, that it was her church. She had been out of out of it for you know uh months and because of covid and she wasn't really even sure if she wanted to go back and she was asking herself why should i go back and she told me because she called me later she told me that it was my walking up to her and saying hello in her church (laughs) that gave her a reason she said you don't know what it did for me for you to just come and say hello to me Hmm. You know, yeah. um, I mean, and, and you know, Tony, churches are like families, right? And, and every mm-hmm. family suffers, um, suffers right through uh, good intentions or dysfunction or uncomfortability, depending upon the time or the mood or the day, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're all just kind of these. Yeah. And John, you and I are, are you know, we both confess this to one another, um, is that when we put a mask on and go outside, we just don't interact. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I put my hat down low. My man, right. I've got like this little sort of slip that I see the world in. Were the people? Were the people that you you'd be like obnoxiously trying to pull out of their shell and giant eagle, Tony? I would. I would. <laughs> but you I would, would do it. Yeah. You know, even you know, like a lot of times, teenagers will pass my house, and I will look at them, <laughs> and I will say, "Say hi." <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy. But from that point on, they say hi when they pass my house. You know, See, you're so good. I mean, you are really good, Tony. There, there are people that just won't do that or can't do that. It's not part of their psychological social makeup, right? People just want to keep their head down today. Mm-hmm. It's called culture. I was saying, to, I was asking my sister, how did we learn to speak to people? You know, I've been around the world, and one of the things that I noticed, uh, black people have a tendency to be collectivist kind of people. And wherever we are, even if we don't know each other, we'd be in a strange city or whatever, there's a nod or there's an, you know, an acknowledgement of some uh-huh. sort. I bet. You know, and there's, there's a word in, uh, in the Zulu language that says hello, and the word is saubona. That word doesn't just mean hello. It means I see you. And it's so important for some people to just know that they've been seen, you know, that they're, that they're a person, that they have family, they have, you know, there's history, there's, there's a, a reason why they're on the planet. Everybody needs to know that. Now, if we, those who call ourselves Christians, what did Jesus say? He said, follow me, follow me. He didn't say be comfortable in the world. He said, follow me. And so wherever he went, he acknowledge people 
And so I feel like that's what I need to do. I need to make friends for Jesus. I think as Christians, we forget that this is not the end of our existence. And while we're here, we do have a job, and that is to be light, to be salt, you know, however we can. And one of the very first things we can do is just be friendly. Just be friendly. people, And and that's something that, you know, my parents taught me. You know, my dad was one of those people who was back in the day, if he saw an older lady on a, on a street corner, he would, he would, you know, she had packages or whatever, he would give her a ride somewhere, you know. He, we always had somebody living in our house that was maybe a little bit down on their luck for a while or, you know, um, this just it was something was cultivated. And that's something that we can do in the church. A pastor is a leader. We need to cultivate friendliness, you know, you know, bring out the stories about the Good Samaritan. And, you know, here, here is a man who served someone that he knew actually hated him, but he laid down his life. That's what Christ did for us. And that's what he's expecting for us, you know, that when people are in our midst, that we allow God to smile through us or to speak through us, just to encourage through us, do something, you know, other than just pass by. You're a good one, Tony Turner. A you friendly are a presence. real good one. Yeah. A friendly presence coming to a church near you. That's mm-hmm. Tony Turner. <laughs> Tony, look out, people. It's Tony Turner, Pittsburgh-based counselor, teacher, Pastor Tony. Thanks for Love being you. here. Fabulous. Always good, Tony. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah. She's yeah, going to find you at Giant Eagle, John. I mean, she's going to whip that hat off and she's going to say, make up. <laughs> she said, I see you. I see you. I love it. Very good. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Um, I'm sure you've seen the headlines. Really sorry to hear the news about uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. Let's say what you will. We'll talk about that next. Divorce. When you order a mattress from the original Mattress Factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeezed into a tiny box. It won't be dropped off on your front porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown. Using American-made steel inner springs, high-density specialty foams, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality in a box. Shop online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. 
Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. The world has changed a lot over this past year. If you are turning 65 or currently on Medicare, Assurance can help you get confidence in knowing you have the health care coverage you need. Chat with a licensed insurance agent for a free no-obligation Medicare Advantage plan consultation with Assurance at 1-833-381-1599. That's 1-833-381-1599 or Assurance.com slash radio. Together, Assurance can help recommend a Medicare Advantage plan that's right for you. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. speaks succinctly about people that we only know through the pages of the internet or documentaries or whatnot, or what we read. And such is the life of Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill Gates is the uh, fourth most richest man in the world. Um, Billions and billions of dollars. They announced yesterday that the Gateses did that uh, after 27 years of marriage, they find that their life and their marriage is irretrievably broken and that they are filing for divorce after a great deal of thought, quote, and a lot of work on a relationship. We have made the decision to end our marriage. And I, I believe it's it's heartbreaking. It's really sad after 27 years. And of course, you're not, you know, you don't know anyone's marriage. You can only see from, you know, what's presented. Uh, but 27 years is a long time. And uh, it wouldn't matter if you were a pauper or you were one of the richest people in the world. It's got to hurt. So seriously, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the Gateses as they move forward in this and to think about um, the people that they've touched, the work that they do for their foundation, the good work that they do, which they do very, very good work around the world. Uh, Peace be with them and especially for their uh, three adult children. Well, you and I both watched the documentary, John, on Bill Gates called Inside Bill's Brain. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was just such a well done. um, I think it was three or four episodes. I really loved it. But the thing that has made me extra sad since hearing about their divorce is just hearing about how they talked, spoke about each other in the documentary. I mean, not only was there obviously a lot of affection between them, but they, she was just such a unique person in his life because of the, uh, terrific abilities he had been given at birth. Um, there were just few people that could interface with him in a meaningful way. And she was one of those people. And they, uh, they met in known, 1987. Yeah. They've known each other a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so to think that you could, you know, know someone that well and for that long, and then to have it fall apart, it's just, it's just very, very sad to me. Right. Melinda Gates said at one point she walked into a a classroom um, where they work and there was Bill Gates on a whiteboard listing the pros and cons of why they should get married, which (laughs) 
I think that probably That's sums so the guy romantic. up pretty good, right? I mean, he looks right. at things very clearly right. through a black and white lens. Oh. Now, um, they've made a statement saying, you know, uh, no spousal support is necessary. They've uh, signed a contract. They didn't do a prenup, which uh, you got to appreciate. But before they went public, they signed a contract as to how they're going to split up the assets and move forward with their lives. They'll continue to work together with the Gates Foundation doing good work. So, as I said, coming in. How are you supposed to, come on, you're just divorcing your spouse. How are you going to, oh, let's still work together well Well, in the foundation. I would imagine that they would. I don't know. Come on. I I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. I hope they do. God bless you. Take a quick break. Five o'clock hours straight ahead. Much more. The Ride Home, right here in Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A leading Republican says President Biden is misleading the American public about his proposed tax hike. Bob Agnew reports. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton doesn't think much of President Biden's claim that under his tax hike, no one who earns less than $400,000 a year will have to pay more. Joe Biden's statement is obviously false. Cotton tells of Salem Radio Network the plan includes a new marriage penalty and says consumers can expect to pay more as businesses pass along their own tax burden in the form of higher prices. It's also going to be less jobs for their employees. So obviously less take on pay if you don't have a job as well. One way or the other, Cotton says, the Biden tax hike will impact all American working families. Bob Agnew reporting. Reports of a major progress suggest indirect talks between the U.S. and Iran may be nearing a conclusion. Despite efforts by U.S. officials to play down chances of an imminent deal that would bring Washington and Tehran back into compliance with the 2015 nuclear deal. This is SRN News. Light of Life's former CEO Craig Schweiger's career has always revolved around home. From Federated Mortgage in Pittsburgh providing mortgages for satisfied homeowners to bringing a new home for our city's homeless, Craig is now providing free education to seniors about reverse mortgages. Listen to Craig's show, Home is Where the Heart Is, where mortgage meets ministry. Saturday, Craig welcomes Philip Spina, who's leading Light of Life's capital campaign. And you'll receive real facts about reverse mortgages for seniors. Home is Where the Heart Is, Saturday mornings at 7 on 101.5 FM, WOR. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are 
We're also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. It'll be cloudy tonight with rain at times, along with a thunderstorm. We'll see a nighttime low of 52. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in the morning with a brief shower or two. Then we'll see clouds and some sunshine in the afternoon. It'll be breezy and much cooler with a high of 55. Thursday will be cool with sunshine, followed by increasing clouds. Expect a high Thursday of 59. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Things coming along for the 5 o'clock hour on The Ride Home. Terry Tim is with us uh, during this hour to talk about a call to compassion. And then we'll also talk about what's happening at the University of Pittsburgh as far as abortion and uh, the right to life movement. Uh, video released yesterday uh, has uh, Pitt and UPMC questioning uh, their use of uh, aborted fetuses. Kath, how are things uh, in the homestead? Things are just fine, John. Um, I do want to uh, bring up the fact that it is May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be so with you So for all well. of you uh, Star Wars you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, like, do your thing. I never got yes. into Star Wars, John. That's a shame. The first three Star Wars are I excellent. I That's saw good. Them. And you, it's fine. Nothing. No, it's fine. Like I love Lord of the Rings. I love Wrinkle yeah. in Time. Yeah, I love the. Whole, I, the Star, Star Wars. Wars doesn't do it for me. All right, I mean different strokes, anyway. right? Yeah. So. Anyway, but there are other things to celebrate today, and the only thing I could think of, if you're not a Star Wars fan, is I guess you could celebrate John Hall's birthday. Bingo. May the fourth. Very nice. I mean, this you know. is this is the ride home uh, chorus singing for us here. <laughs> It sounds like I'm just getting out of daycare. I mean, what the heck, right? Yeah, it's sweet. It also sounds like it's like 1929. I like it. I do. I kind of like it, actually. Okay, so that's very... good. John, I'd like, to, I'd like to raise my glass to you. Thank you. I raised Happy mine birthday, as well John. to you. 
Appreciate it. Very Always excited. Good to have a birthday. Very excited to celebrate. Now you got my gift, right? I did not get your gift, and I don't want your gift no, because we, we have a hard and steadfast rule, Kathy Emmons, that we do not exchange no. gifts. Mm-mm. Otherwise, it'd just be like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. We're keeping scoring and worrying about it and everything. It's I can't just, stand all that pressure. Okay? I don't like the pressure Third, either. Just you know, that. yeah. All right. So listen, I was reading in a Rewire magazine. Rewire um, is yeah, that a regular rewire. read for you? I've been on the site a couple of times. It's not like, you know, a daily land. I'll it's not Wired magazine. It's Maybe Rewire. Rewire. What is that? What's up with that? Anyway, the question they're asking is, has the pandemic created an empathy deficit? Deficit. Okay. Yeah. You think an it would empath- create an empathy, empathy, an empathy overflow. Well, it said, interestingly right? enough, that at the beginning of the pandemic, it did. So at the beginning of the pandemic, people were very kind to one another. People were very sympathetic. Everybody was suffering. You could see the the suffering in other people. You know, it made you a nicer, kinder person, blah, blah, blah. But something horrible happened. (laughs) Something horrible happened along the road of COVID, (laughs) which turned people into monsters. And Mm. now empathy's dead. Uh Uh-oh. Bingo. I see your true color shining through. Wow. Gary, we did. Gary, we just got called for a for a uh, trademark violation. Uh oh, uh oh. Because he was no. John was singing. Who's writing the check? He was singing a song badly. I wonder if that counts. There's another hundred thousand dollars. My apologies. Are you allowed? Are you allowed to reproduce songs poorly? I think so. I think there should be like a little margin of error there in the accuracy of the songs. <laughs> yeah, since what you said said nothing that sounded nothing like the original. No, I don't think we no. should be punished in any way. My apologies. Okay, so an empathy anyway, deficit. Okay, so they say that along the way, not only did people get tired out from COVID and mm, stir crazy and decided they didn't, like, they didn't like their families and all that, but there was also a contentious election. There was racial unrest. There mm. was social unrest. And Rewire says, of course, the ongoing climate crisis okay. <laughs> uh-oh you gotta drag really, that in don't you you gotta you gotta put that in so i don't know yeah. what the climate crisis could have to do with people losing their empathy but know. anyway uh so so let, let's leave the article behind what yes. it caused me to think about is whether i've lost empathy since covid started are you asking me i'm at well i'm asking myself first okay. Like, have I lost it? I feel like no. in some ways I kind of have. In what way? Give me an well, example why you feel less empathetic towards your fellow man well, or woman. Well, here's the thing. So, okay, so, you know, it's a new, I don't even want to bring up a particular news story because I'm just going to get, you know, myself or someone else in trouble. But if, if, you, are, um, if you are tweeting or putting up on Facebook a current news story, That's okay? Sh- that crazy you, social media stuff. Don't judge your empathy by social you media. Instantly, have people who are going to weigh in in some horrible, horrible way. Stay away from it all. Horrible way. Stay away from about it. what your news story is. Okay, let me say something that's not even not not even related to politics or anything like that, but just yep. the NFL draft. Oh no! What people posted about the Steelers draft was insanely well, over see, the top. Don't you know makes, better? But listen, you should know better. Listen, don't do that. It makes me mad. I read these people. Well, you I'm get like, mad. So I'm there like, goes oh, your empathy. what an idiot. You're like, I can't believe this guy said that. How no, could you be so mean? How could, I'm not and by it. the end, by the end of the night, I'm the one who's lost their empathy. Uh-huh. See? It's a I'm dog saying. chasing its tail there, Kath. Do what not do that. Yeah, I, I'm so yeah. Have we lost No, we just yeah. So, uh, so all I'm saying is I believe I need to fight to maintain my empathy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's talking out of both sides of your mouth. I know. Hold on now. Gary Dixon, you look like you're ready to chime in. Bring it, my friend. I was just thinking that that's uh, the pot calling the kettle black, John. Thank you. (laughs) Who, me? Yeah. Keeps of defense. What? what, That I've lost my empathy. You've told stories Uh about losing your empathy. Uh I'm not saying I'm perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm not Mother we, Teresa. We're acknowledging with that. you're also not perfect. Yeah. You also have lost your empathy. I'll oh, you there's right. no doubt about you're that. You're both too I, hard yeah. on yourselves. Yeah, Thank no, no. You. I'm Thank just saying, so look, but social media is I mean, an you're invitation. not as nice as Tony Turner, but you are both good yeah. people. We're, we're also not stalking people in their home churches like right. Tony. No, I, I, okay, but let hard. me ask you that. Okay, so what about this news story about the airplane, about what's going on in airliners? Okay, all right. So the FAA has said that it is reviewing... Uh, 1,300 reports of passengers behaving badly on flights. Wait, how many? 1,300. Mm -hmm. Since February, the FAA has initiated only 1,300 cases in the past decade. So 1,300 cases of people acting badly in the past decade. Since February, 1,300 cases. So they'll tell you something right there that things are out of control. Right yes, now, what's happening on the plane? I've not been on a plane, thank goodness, during this whole mess that we're in. But you know what's happening in those airplanes. People are getting on the planes. Okay, so so what's happening on the airplane? Like people are fighting over seats. They're fighting over you're wearing a mask or you're not wearing a that's mask. It. People that's are about fighting about the mask, Honestly. right? The mask mandate. So they get on a plane. I bought a ticket. I'm not going to wear the mask. The flight attendants get mad. You have to wear a mask. People go, no. Then all of a sudden there's a brouhaha. All of a sudden security comes in or, you know, you're shamed by other people. It's a mess. So, I mean, that that's front and center before until we get past that, nothing's going to change. That's become such a contentious piece of life in America. The mask, right? Good, bad and or otherwise. It just is. Just so speaking annoying. about color, right? It's so annoying. It just is. I read this article. Did you see that piece by in the Atlantic today by Emma Green, uh, talking about how people who um, w- were super big maskers are now having trouble letting go of it. That e- that even though at the beginning, you know, these were people who had signs in their yard that says "I believe in science," but at this point, when Dr. Fauci says you can be outside and if you're vaccinated, your chances of transmitting or getting COVID nineteen is quote minuscule. They're still out there, double masked, <laughs> goggles, headset, cowboy hat, winter coat. Whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever. I mean, because somehow it's become like a badge of honor, right? Like it's I like, don't know. Everybody, you know, you know what they call you, you know what the article called it? Hmm. Hygiene signaling. Hygiene signaling. <laughs> I mean, you see people, you do see people, whatever. Everybody comes at it from their own perspective. People in their cars driving down the road with their masks on, or people in the middle of a field somewhere walking their dog with their mask on. Okay. Uh, what am but I? If that feels good to you, like I, knock it out. But I like, let's. But but don't put a sign in your. This is I believe in science. And then when you get to this point, and you, the scientist is telling you you can take your mask off, and you decide to leave your, you know, eight part, like protection suit on. I just think we need to be kind with each other. Yes. And I am. Uh, the pot is and calling the kettle black. I do get. I do. I'm an emotional guy. I you just. You can't not do this and not be emotional. I was going to get you for your birthday, but, but then I remember we don't get each other gifts. I want to Thank get you. you like a specialty mask, what? like with like your dog's face on it or something. Don't. Okay. Anyway, 
God bless us all. We all need some help and some therapy. I'll tell you what we need. We can need some compassion. We're going to yep. talk about that next. The Reverend Terry Tim, Christ Community Church at South Hills in his monthly slot. Wait, another person telling us we have to be nice? <laughs> it's getting distracting. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. W-O-R-D. Matthew West is bringing all of his friends to your house. Salem Media Group, in partnership with 48 Live, presents West Friends Fest, May 7th through 9th on your TV or computer. With Micah Tyler, Austin French, I Am They, and more. West Friends Fest at your house, May 7th through 9th. Get details and tickets now at wordfm.com slash west. So I'd love to show you why using my dad and I's mortgage team and our direct lender advantage could be a big deal by comparing us to one of the greatest places on earth, our local butcher shop. Every time I walk in, they call me by name. The steaks are always fresh because they didn't use some middleman, which also means more value for my dollar. And they're always trying to do the little extras, like an extra pork chop. I'm Ryan, and I think you'll find that our mortgage team is similar. We're small enough to specifically know you and your case, but we're also an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money and makes its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. Susie from Underwriting is right down the hall, and she's pretty cool, despite being a Yankees fan. For you, this often allows us to work faster and get you a better rate, which can save you lifelong money. Our extra pork chop is that your appraisal fees are on us, up to $500. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today. Today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. If you purchased or were enrolled in a Blue Cross or Blue Shield health insurance or administrative services plan between 2008 and 2020, a $2.67 billion settlement may affect your rights. To find out if you qualify for cash benefits in the Blue Cross Blue Shield settlement, go to bcbssettlement.com or call 888-681-1142. That's bcbssettlement.com or call 888-681-1142. The receiving advertisement has been paid for by J&D Legal Administration. just said at the beginning of this, you know, March, April last year, people were on their balconies in Italy and, you know, playing music, New York City, they're out, you know, waving to first responders and applauding, you know, thanking everybody in the grocery store. Then, you know, months go on and all of a sudden, you know, 
People are screaming at each other inside of a metal tube that's flying, you know, 20,000 feet in the air. People are getting kicked off airplanes. And it, uh, I don't know, uh, a lack of empathy in, in our our discourse in society. No doubt about that. Pastor Terry Tim is with us. He's going to chime in. <laughs> Terry, a call to compassion. My friend, you're at the right place at the right time. <laughs> Boy, just listening to that last segment, wow, you guys need some work, huh? Yeah, well, that shouldn't be a surprise to you or any of our listeners. We need some work. Here's the quote of the day. We need some work. Yeah. We'll, we'll need... talk after the show. I'll block out an hour or two for the two of you. Yeah, just make sure it's in separate slots. Heaven help us. Uh, the in. Well, you All know, right. Yeah, What do you? so what do you think we need? So, but I think, you know, uh, partly you, your observations, I mean, but personally, about culturally, I think are right. I mean, we are, we are a fatigued world. Mm-hmm. Fatigued, yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't know if you've ever heard that little phrase, halt, halt, H-A-L-T. Don't, don't do anything. Don't make like any decisions if you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, right? If you have mm-hmm. any of those, like, be very, very careful. And like, we're, we're just in a, in a, in a, in a depleted kind of emotional, physical, and relational space. And so you're right. As you look at the world, there's this deficit of empathy, uh, sympathy. And, but I do think it is time to call ourselves and one another to something that's even deeper than empathy. And that is compassion. Compassion is not the same as empathy. Compassion is a much more powerful force. And I would suggest, I mean, biblically, uh, empathy is not is not a biblical construct. I'm not saying it's anti-biblical, but it's there's something deeper in both the Old Testament and New Testament than empathy, and that's compassion. So empathy, I mean, my, my understanding of empathy is that I understand how you are feeling. Yes, I understand. I validate your feeling. I understand how you're feeling, but compassion is I I feel something viscerally in my body that is going to move me into action. Compassion is like a tender-heartedness that is more than just an emotion. Biblical compassion feels something and then always puts it into action. And that's, that's much different than empathy. Mm, okay. So compassion feels something and then puts that feeling into action. That's the key, yeah? Yeah. Let me, let me give you a couple examples. Uh, okay. The most compassionate one, Jesus. Mm. Read in the Gospels. You'll actually, in the, in the Gospels, the word compassion is only attached to Jesus, and then there's two other references, what I'll get to. But you'll read the Gospels something like this. Jesus saw they were like sheep without shepherd. He had compassion, and he taught them. So he knew they were they were lost in their learning. They were they were without a shepherd. He felt that viscerally in his body, and then he did something about it. Jesus saw that somebody was demon possessed. He felt compassion for the demon possessed man, and then he cast the demon out. He saw 
that the crowds were hungry and he felt compassion and he multiplied the loaves and the fish. So compassion wasn't just like this emotional state. It always moved Jesus into action, like doing something concretely. Like I'm going to, I'm going to alleviate somebody else's suffering by a, a concrete action. That's critical. Now, the, the interesting thing about the word compassion in the Gospels, I said it's only used in reference to Jesus, except Jesus used it in two parables. The first, the second parable is in the, the parable of the prodigal son. And we all know that story, but when the prodigal came back home, the father, Jesus says, the father felt mm. compassion for the okay. son, and he ran toward him. He ran like the, the, the heart of the father, which represents the heart of father, God felt compassion for the son who was lost and ran toward him and did everything in his power to restore him into his belovedness, right? Sandals on his feet, ring on his finger, robe, feast, let's celebrate. And the other place where compassion, Jesus uses compassion is the parable of the Good Samaritan. The priest walked on by, the Mm -hmm. Levite walked on by, but the Samaritan saw the man, felt compassion, and he put his compassion into action. Like, that's potent. So compassion is more than a feeling. It It is something that drives us to get up and do something for someone else. So compassion is better than empathy because it's, it seems like it's coming from a different place. It, it is. And I would, I would suggest that as followers of Jesus, we should be the ones that are actually modeling compassion. I, I would say this compassion is a Christ like attribute. Mm. And if Christ dwells in us through the work of the Holy spirit, like Jesus is, is living and dwelling inside of us. Are we sensitive? Do we have, do we actually have the heart of Christ toward others? And if we remember that prayer from Bob, Bob Pierce, who was the founder of World Vision, Lord, break my heart with the things that break your heart. Like God has this tender, compassionate heart. And if Christ dwells in us, are we, do we feel that, like that pain that then moves us to action. So followers of Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening to this, like this is our space. Like we, we should not expect the world to model compassion. We ought to be modeling mm, compassion okay. to the world. Right. Okay. So Terry, then the prodigal son's father and the good Samaritan, they didn't know Jesus, but still there was compassion in their hearts. There were there was compassion and and if you if you think about those parables though it's interesting you know in the in the Good Samaritan parable the Samaritan is in a sense the Christ figure right mm-hmm. he's the surprising one he's the the one you least expect he he's the one you know the, the of course yeah. it's going to be the priest that cares of course it's going to be the Levite but it's the surprising one Jesus the surprising Messiah who comes you know out of Nazareth right. <laughs> And, and so the Samaritan, in a sense, foreshadows the compassion of Christ, who sacrifices, 
who picks us up, who binds our wounds, right? Who pays the debt, who says to the innkeeper, hey, take care of this guy and I'll be back. Put it on my account. Like that's, that's Christ-like compassion. Right. And, the, and, and the father in the prodigal uh, parable is, is modeling for us the, the heart of the father. That, and that's a really interesting. The, the, the word is the Old Testament that's used to uh, describe the compassion of the Lord is actually similar, similar to the word for womb, W-O-M-B. Mm-hmm. So God's compassion is womb-like, as a mother feels compassion for her children. These children that she carried in her body for nine months, these children that she has birthed through her body, the, the deep emotional connection, the, the connection that a mother would do anything for this child that she gave life, that's, that's what God's mercy, love, compassion is like. Aren't those like rich, beautiful yeah. images? Yes. Uh, the womb-like compassion of the, the father. That's like almost oxymoron, right? Like the womb-like compassion of the father. The father has a womb-like love for his people and the world that he created. So can compassion be acquired? Can it be taught? Can it be found? Wow. I, I, I think for... For those of us who follow Jesus, it is um, it's paying attention to the the prompting of the Spirit. I would say, I think in my life, it's learning to be attentive to what God is is doing inside of me, and and I really mean this like somatically. Uh, I I can get so busy in doing my own thing and my own agenda and in my own world that sometimes I don't pay attention to actually what's going on in my body. But again, the word for compassion in the New Testament means to have your insides turned upside down. Like it is a visceral word. So I would say if you want to respond to the call to compassion, slow down and listen, learn to listen to your body because God may be prompting you to go into action through a somatic experience in your body. I'm not talking about like an upset stomach because you ate too much pepperoni pizza, but I'm talking about like just being aware of what's going on in your gut. And that could very well be the Holy Spirit saying, Terry, John, Kath, there's there's a need in front of you. There's a person in pain. And I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to manifest my compassion to them. That might be a word. It might be a deed. Who knows what it is? But I think okay. it's, I think we can we can attune ourselves, learn to attune to the the prompting of the spirit inside of us. That's good. That's the Reverend Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills, with a call to compassion. All right, Terry, talk to us about Christ Community Church. When are you guys meeting? Where are you guys meeting? How's that going? Yeah. So we're. Kind of, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic. We are meeting uh, every other week on the actually the second and the fourth Sundays. We are meeting in the parking lot of Independence Middle School in Bethel Park on Bethel Church Road. 
So on the second and fourth Sunday, we're outside in person, uh, and on the other Sundays, we uh, we're still worshiping online. So we're, we're we're getting closer. You know, we're we're, we're seizing the, the the nice weather here in the spring to meet outside and. Just kind of taking it month by month to see uh, when we'll we'll be back indoor, you know, in person. So it's been a challenge, but it's been good this spring season to get back together in person. Excellent. Well, Terry, um, uh, I believe that you are a compassionate person, and you join us monthly to to share some of that with and, us. So and listen, thank you. Ter- Terry, did you know that that I invited you to John's birthday party? Oh, I Today's didn't. My birthday. <laughs> Today is your birthday, John. I didn't exactly, birthday. exactly, Terry. Cast telling everybody who joins us on here. Mm-hmm. May, oh, May the fourth. Well, you know, I'm not good at sending Thank out invitations you, ahead of time, Terry. You know I that. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just get me on the air to wish John happy birthday. Yeah, that's, John, that's, that's basically what the whole point was. Mm-hmm. I am Thank grateful for the way that God has fearfully and wonderfully made you, and I'm I'm grateful for your presence in my life. Thank happy you, birthday. Terry. Very kind. I love you too. That's Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Thank you, Terry. We're going to take a break. When we come back, here's the question. Does this make any sense? Does this make sense? <laughs> this make does, sense. does anything make sense? This, what is making sense here? Does what make sense nowadays? I this is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code WORD. On May 14th, fall in love with finding you. What brings you to Ireland, Finley Sinclair? I'm looking for something real. Critics are calling it a total delight. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And the best romantic comedy in years. I can't wait to see it all. If you like Notting Hill, you'll love Finding You. It's amazing. Finally something we can agree on. Finding You. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters May 14th. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. 
Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It'll be cloudy tonight with rain at times, along with a thunderstorm. We'll see a nighttime low of 52. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in the morning with a brief shower or two. Then we'll see clouds and some sunshine in the afternoon. It'll be breezy and much cooler with a high of 55. Thursday will be cool with sunshine, followed by increasing clouds. Expect a high Thursday of 59. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I don't know. It's weird. Does it make sense? Does what make sense? Blowing out birthday candles. Oh. I mean, now let's just take a step back. Forget the tradition of it. Just think about what we're doing. Don't go there that with that whole make, blowing that make, get smoke. A, what sense? What? Don't be. What? You know, like all of a sudden we're like, now we're like anti-birthday candles because of anti. COVID? Come it's on your, now. It's your birthday it's caused me to ponder. I'm thinking about the spreading of virus. I'm thinking oh, about, like, are we... Happy birthday. Can you imagine how many... I'd blow the whole room up. I got so many candles going today. Oh, bring it. If you, you get think? sick because it's my birthday, my apologies. Well, that's... It so, makes perfect sense. That's why I'm... See, Gary, it's another example of empathy. Dead. The empathy, comp- compassion pipeline that I've missed. Dead. I'm just saying, What's you're it? celebrating your birthday with those you you love. Yeah. Right. Not it's not like I'm yeah, celebrating. Well, yeah, but I'm, not cele- I'm not a cheat cheese. I'm not a cheat cheese having onions and burritos. <laughs> no chimichanga. I'm for in you. my living okay, room so, or my okay, dining so, room. So what? Are you voting yes or no? Am I I'm question? saying I am pro birthday candle. Blow it out. Bring it. <laughs> At this point, I blow out a railroad uh, uh, fuse. <laughs> <laughs> start joking i mean i'm ready i'd blow out a bonfire i don't even care bring it i don't think it makes sense makes perfect sense it makes oh that is so politically correct i'm just it crushes saying me. It it, what birthday candles don't make sense I blowing just, them out that's craziness allow me to have my own opinion would you your turn okay all right we, we were this is uh, <laughs> we were in the strip on saturday we got on the strip. We went to, uh, you know, walking around. It was my birthday. You know, hey, you want to go to the candy store? We went to Grandpa Joe's candy shop. Oh, my gosh. My wife bought cinnamon toothpicks. I love a cinnamon toothpick. You ever have a cinnamon toothpick? What? Oh, that's good. It's hot on the tongue. That's weird. That's good stuff. That's not weird. Yeah, it is. That's good. No. And we shared them with each other, too. Wait, you, know, wait, I'm, you I'm each started family. at a different end? Yeah. <laughs> That's unhealthy. That's unsanitary. I mean, the halls are a little strange. We're not that weird. I mean, no, no. Everybody gets their own toothpick. It just happens to be dipped in cinnamon. That's good stuff. 
Cinnamon toothpicks make sense. No way. Blowing out your candles on your birthday makes perfect sense. No, cinnamon toothpicks are weird. Oh, does blowing weird. out candles on your birthday make sense? No. Oh, let's leave it behind. Happy birthday to moi! I'm blowing out those candles tonight. Sorry. Boom. Makes perfect sense. Go live your life. WORD. What's the key to strengthening your marriage, having greater positive influence on your kids, and making your home a place of refreshment, joy, and genuine harmony? Get the answer and find the keys to maintaining family unity this week as John MacArthur looks again at The Fulfilled Family, the all-time most in-demand series on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. An advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist Number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Through the Bible's Dr. J. Vernon McGee has an invitation. Today, we invite you to study with us the Bible from Genesis, Revelation. Listen to the program. Listen to it regularly. If you've accepted that invitation, Through the Bible would love to hear from you. It's Letter Month. Tell them how your Bible study with them has changed your life. Do you listen every day? Let us know at wordfm.com slash letter. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Medical Progress released another video yesterday, and it, uh, I mean, we've talked about this off and on for more than several years, the excellent work that David Daladin has done to expose Planned Parenthood and the horrors of what it is in their 
killing of unborn babies and the ripping apart of body parts. I mean, it's just, it's Frankenstein. And I'm shocked. Whenever these videos first came out, I thought, okay, this is it. People are going to see this and go, yeah, this is barbaric. It's craziness that we're funding and spending federal dollars on this. This allows to happen and it'll stop. The process will stop. Well, that has not been the case. If anything, it's accelerated. And I'm just surprised by it, shocked by it. We're here to talk to us about this is Elena Ligori. She's a Pitt alumni, former Students for Life president on campus at the University of Pittsburgh, a Wilberforce fellow and current research student at Students for Life. And uh, Elena, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And uh, I'm an alumni of the University of Pittsburgh, as you are. And um, so, of course, you know, maybe you and I feel an extra sense of obligation when it comes to this. Um, Talk about the Center for Medical Progress's video. What did it show? Um, So it showed some pretty horrific uh, research that's being done um, at the University of Pittsburgh and uh, by University of Pittsburgh professors and researchers on um, aborted babies using their tissue, um, and then on some different relationships that the University of Pittsburgh seems to have with Planned Parenthood um, and some kickbacks that they seem to be giving to each other, um, and just some really, really horrifying things. Right. Okay. So, Ellen, this is not necessarily the University of Pittsburgh and the University of Pittsburgh alone, right? This is a common medical practice. We should make this clear. I mean, it's not only here in Pittsburgh, but it's across the country and probably around the world as well. Yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely, I think we are highlighting here the University of Pittsburgh, um, just because this is where um, the CMP decided to do their primary research, but it definitely happens way more than we know, um, and there are way more universities than, um, I mean, one university is too many, but it's definitely way more than just Pitt. Elena Liguori is with us, Pitt alumni, former Students for Life president, Wilberforce fellow, and current research student. Find out more information at studentsforlife.org. Um, Elena, let's talk about... Um, I don't know, like scientific progress in general. You know, I appreciated in your press release that you you stated that, you know, none of us are against scientific research. None of us are against advances when it comes to treating uh, diseases, whether they be, you know, um, uh, deteriorating diseases, whether they are diseases that are related to cancer related or they're viral diseases that, of course, we're we're all talking about right now. it's just a matter of where you draw the line with what is an okay research practice and what is just a profoundly wrong research practice and is just a step too far. So can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, science and medicine are supposed to be life-giving and not, uh, not life-taking. So I believe that True science and good medicine are both pro-life in essence. And I think that um, anyone who really is in pursuit of the truth can can be a supporter of science. And I think any true scientist should be a proponent of truth. And I think um, that these these research practices now, it's I feel like science expanded our capabilities so quickly that the question just people started asking was, what can we do? What can we do? Not, not so much what should we do? What is ethical? What's right? right? Um, just because this new capability and, and some of these advances have 
have really done incredible things, incredible cures, incredible, um, even like at the University of Pittsburgh. The University of Pittsburgh does some incredible things for people um, medically and through the science and through the research. Um, and so I think to acknowledge that really good things can come. But I also sure. think that it's a necessity to, to think about, well, good can come, but we have to make sure that um, the means to get there are also good. And I think it can be really, even for researchers, I mean, I had an experience earlier this year where you don't really know what where the cells are coming from or right. um, what, what even, like if you do market research on cell therapies and cell therapeutics and organoids, um, I was doing some market research on that earlier this year, and um, a, really a lot of good things can come from that, but also some of it is embryonic. And so because of the rapid expansion of science, everything is crossed over right now. Um, and, and even for researchers, it can be unclear where did their cells come from. A lot of these researchers don't know, don't have an understanding, and don't even know where to find out. Um, and so I think this is a huge problem and and needs attention so the attention you know we got the uh, the press release yesterday from students for life at the university of pittsburgh on the campus and, and so i'm sure it's made its way around different media outlets of course that's why we bring you here we are believers we are christians and we are pro-life at our core but i, I would imagine um that the university of pittsburgh has their own story to tell as far as you know their uh, upholding of medical ethics so, uh, Elena, when you were uh, on campus as president of Students for Life at the University of Pittsburgh, what was the relationship like with university officials as you would probe deeper into uh, their wants and needs about medical research? Was there, a, was there an ability, is there still an ability to sit down and hold common conversations about this practice? So I would say um, while I was in charge I was president of the club and then an officer. Um, our focus more was on service. We felt like we really wanted to make sure that people saw the face of the pro-life movement as a message of love, as I think we all Good. are at our That's core. It, yeah, and it was really amazing to see the doors that that opened for people. We had a whole bunch of service opportunities, and even just when we people on campus, we could um, – we did one through SFLA that was about fetal pain, and that was really interesting. At a scientific university, I'm a bio major in my undergrad, um, and so just being able to have like scientific conversations about so these these are the facts, and and this is the truth, and science agrees. And so, what does that science mean to you? Like, what what do these facts mean? And so, I think on some level, we've had some really great opportunities to have conversations, and I do think, though, of course, it's a public university, and I would say a lot of people um, disagreed with us, and some people were, were very free with making that um, very apparent. But there were a lot of people who either were too afraid, um, and, and they would come up quietly after and say, like, I just want to let you know, like, thanks for being here. But because of um, just the, the numbers of people passing by, they didn't feel comfortable walking right up to the table. And so I would say, in all universities, there's good and there's bad, and even mm-hmm. um, in terms of support from faculty, there were some faculty that I'm sure had wanted nothing to do with us, and so we tended not to, to go to them for any support. Um, but we also were able to find through common connections and through professors that each of us individually had 
um, and through their own connections, some professors that were very willing to to support us in whatever we needed. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. Elena Ligori is with us, Pitt alumni, former Students for Life president, Wilberforce fellow, also current research student. Find out more at studentsforlife.org. We're talking about what's going on at the University of Pittsburgh based on the latest press release from the uh, and the video release from the Center for Medical Progress. Okay, Elena, just a minute or so left. Um, for people who are listening and they think, boy, I'd love to, you know, um, speak on this. I'd love to make my opinion known to the university, you know, just, you know, it, and again, I really give you so much credit for when you were uh, working with uh, Students for Life on campus that you just decided that you wanted to reach out and love and care for people because that that's how you make converts. You don't make converts by, you know, going to war against people and, um, you know, acting like you have, you know, the, um, you know, you have the, the sole possession of right in any argument. So kudos to you for that. Um, so as people look to reach out, hopefully as as I said, you did. I, I hope that people would reach out in kindness, um, but also in in with a sense of justice as well. Who would they call, or contact, or email, or whatever? So um, the Center for Medical Progress has they they're the ones who made the video, um, and they have a whole um, page set up for that. And then um, if you look up, what is it? Um, man, I have to look it up. Um, but there's. There's a petition you can sign, and then also this Friday at 11 a.m., um, we're hosting a protest at Pitt, um, but not technically on campus. So it's a little bit off campus. It's right in front of Soldiers and Sailors Memorial at um, Fifth Ave and Bigelow Boulevard on the sidewalk in front of Soldiers and Sailors. At 11 a.m. on Friday, we're hosting a protest to really make ourselves seen and heard by the university and hopefully bring attention to what, I mean, I, for four years, I walked around campus as an undergrad, and I'm still I'm at Pitt as a master's student right now, and I never knew this was happening to this extent. And so we really just want to draw attention and, and let the public know and, and the university know that um, what they're doing, what this research is wrong, and that these babies need people to stand up for them. And so that's what we're here to do. Centerformedicalprogress.org. Centerformedicalprogress.org. If you just scroll down on the left, you'll see the link um, to sign the um, petition and also the new video, government-sponsored fetal experimentation at the University of Pittsburgh and Planned Parenthood. Very nice. Well, thanks so much for being with us. We certainly appreciate your advocacy and your passion for the unborn. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Studentsforlifeaction.org as well. You want to uh, sign that petition and show up on Friday morning to, to voice your con concerns about the University of Pittsburgh. Take a quick break. Come back. We get a strange story about a guy and a shark and a shark's tooth. What's what? next? Right on the John and Kathy. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. You know where to find. with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Light of Life's former CEO Craig Schweiger's career has always revolved around home. From Federated Mortgage in Pittsburgh providing mortgages for satisfied homeowners to bringing a new home for our city's homeless, Craig is now providing free education to seniors about reverse mortgages. Listen to Craig's show, Home is Where the Heart Is, where mortgage meets ministry. Saturday, Craig welcomes Philip Spina, who's leading Light of Life's capital campaign. And you'll receive real facts about reverse mortgages for seniors. Home is where the heart is. Saturday mornings at 7 on 101.5 FM WORD. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code WORD. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you interested in furthering your career in law enforcement? Waynesburg University offers a 100% online Master of Arts in Criminal Investigation. Our flexible, affordable program for law enforcement professionals is taught by experts from the field. Visit waynesburg.edu. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. You know what summer is going to be here. And, of course, with summer, you always hear stories about shark attacks. Well, here's a story that's got a very strange twist. In uh, South Australia in 2015, there's a surfer uh, by the name of Chris Blows. And uh, he was out in the water when an 18-foot great white shark came up from behind him. He says, quote, it shook me about and oh. played with me for a bit. And then it ended up pulling my leg off. Wait, played with me for a bit? Is that what he said? Played That's with what me he for says. a bit? Mm-hmm. It shook me for a bit, then played with me, then took oh his leg God. off. After being brought to shore by two friends, he was treated by paramedics, taken to a hospital. He said his heart had completely stopped. They had to administer CPR. When the police went to recover his surfboard, they found a shark tooth lodged inside the surfboard. Now, under Australia's laws, it is illegal to possess, sell, or purchase any part of a white shark. And those who breach the law can be fined $100,000 or two years in prison. He asked officials for the shark tooth several times. They did not respond. He says, hey, that shark tooth was stuck in my board. I would never kill a shark for its tooth, but it took my leg, so I can't see any reason why I can't have that back. After much back and forth, the Australian government, for the first time ever, made an exception, and they granted Chris Blows the shark tooth. They say, quote, Chris has obviously been through a hugely traumatic experience. We wanted to see if there was anything we could do to help. We'll give him the shark tooth and wish him the best of luck. Can you imagine? Now, listen, 
Was there ever any debate about this? Please tell me that people heard that he wanted the tooth and were like, okay, let's just give it to him. I don't know. I mean, that's... I mean, I don't want to think that there were a bunch of people in a boardroom going, no, wait a minute. No, we have this rule. Well, then, the you know, sharks. here's the deal. They said that they re- they resisted until a local politician became involved. Oh, come and on. went to the board and said, oh, that's crazy. Give the guy the shark's tooth. Right, he just wanted out it loud. as a souvenir. He lost a leg. And then in the article that I'm reading, there he is, this Chris Blows, on board his, his surfboard with an artificial leg, which is super cool. He's surfing again. Right? Wow. I mean, people are wild, aren't they? People are just wow. pretty amazing. Anyway, from empathy to compassion to the University of Pittsburgh to sharks and legs and, and teeth. And John's birthday. Yes. You heard it all here today on The Right Home. Podcast is up and running after we leave the air. Wordfm.com, The Right Home with John and Kathy.com, and on Facebook as well. Happy Have birthday, John. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.